they say hot, does he mean it like in a sexually arousing kind of way? That's it's a it's a question I've been mulling over in my mind for a really long time. <laughs> long time. Mm. What are you guys drinking tonight? Are we drinking beverages? Because I have a beverage. Yeah, it's been a while since I drank on a podcast. It's been a while. <laughs> been a while. It's been a while. I do have a can of wine. Nice. Yeah. A can of wine? <laughs> Didn't know yeah. it came in cans. It's they just now started putting them out in cans. It's pretty exciting. <laughs> you can buy it for like five bucks. Like a can is I think equivalent to half a bottle. It's half a bottle. Which I don't know if that's a lot or not a lot. I don't know. People it's at the party f- were telling me that's not a lot. It's fair. It's like two servings, sort of. <clears throat> the name of this house wine is Sangria, which I think is pretty <laughs> fitting for this movie. Yeah, there you go. Sangria means blood. <laughs> Welcome to Predator Minute, the podcast that breaks down the 1987 action sci-fi classic, Predator, one minute at a time. I'm John Zabriskie. And I'm Jeff Glover. And with us this week, we have Aaron Zabriskie joining us. Welcome. Welcome, Aaron. Hi, everyone. And there you go, silent. You went silent that time. (laughs) I was waiting for the applause to finish. (laughs) (laughs) It's a real tight ship to run around here. Right. Standing up on the airplane applauding right now with their earbuds. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down. Okay, okay. We're talking minute 45 of Predator. Uh, you could call minute 45 the Pedro Martinez of minutes. Heading over. It's tough to take him out now, too. Hey, there's a baseball hey. player I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let, me, let me say everything I think I know about Pedro Martinez. What do you know about Pedro? He's a pitcher, correct? Mm-hmm. He was. Uh, Red Sox, correct? <laughs> yes. Okay, that's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you need to know. I, he's he he's really good. Now? I think he's a Hall of Famer now. He is a Hall of Famer. Uh, hey. Oh, he is congratulations. really good. Congratulations. There's your shout out, Pedro. All right, we're talking minute 45 of Predator. Minute 45 opens with Ponchito asking Ana, que paso? And ends with the team moving out to find Hawkins' body. Okay, we got a lot of dialogue here in this minute, but yeah. a lot of it is in Espanol. Yeah, the first part is in Espanol between Ana y Panchito. Ana but y Pan- I wrote the lines in English because uh, there's, you know, some fluent speaking and I wanted to <laughs> not try to try to ruin that kind of talk. I appreciated that. Kind of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting a little interrogation here, right? Si, señor. Si. <laughs> <laughs> um we've got uh Pon- Panchito Pancho is is uh kind of interrogating yelling at at Ana here uh and he says it in Spanish but you translated it so for all of our listeners out there uh in Espanol he says what happened what did you see what happened and then Ana in response says it was I don't know and I like that he says tell me woman however <laughs> what's the, what's the anyway, do you guys know that which line that is in Spanish dice mujer Oh, there you go. <laughs> and she gives the uh, ominous response. I don't know what it was. The jungle, the jungle took him. And Pancho's like, ¿Qué? 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 <laughs> 
and then she repeats herself, says, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, and then um, Poncho turns to Dutch and says, she says, the jungle, it just came alive and took him. She says, the jungle, it just came alive and took him. Well, I think we're missing a woman in here, as I recall. Doesn't he say, que paso mujer? That was carried over from last minute. Last minute, he says, que paso mujer? And then he says, mujer. And then we jump into the second part, which is, mm, thank you. Que paso? Yeah. Que, well, how do you say, what did you see? Uh, he says something like, que esta viste? But I, okay. Hold on. Let me look again. He says it so fast. The dialogue is very fast in this scene. It's very and, fast. Uh, and that's interesting because there's a lot of debate on the internet about exactly what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I must say, when I was a kid, uh, I remember uh, missing out on a lot of this and trying my rather rudimentary Spanish at the time to try to figure it out and missing large chunks of lines. So, in fact, the line that where she says, uh, the jungle... Mm-hmm. Uh, took him that one she says so fast that i completely missed it until much much later on when i when i saw it again when she says la selva se, se lo llevo the uh uh she says that so fast that, uh you often miss it and so i've yeah was reading a bunch of uh, a bunch of forums where they're in a lot of disagreement about exactly what all these lines mean and oh. a lot of the times it's because i think people miss that line they can't even can't even hear what she says so and it, it seems like she does say something to the effect of the jungle came alive and took him and it's weird that that dylan dylan dylan, dylan. uh says bullshit bullshit it's not what she said she said doesn't make any sense. Now, the what what she said doesn't make any sense. That that line makes sense to me, right? Um, but it does seem like that's actually what she said. So yeah, he's being really he's being really contrarian here, and we don't really know why. Yeah, is he just trying to to argue for the sake of arguing? I guess being a contrarian, or does he really not quite understand what she's saying? I don't I know don't, the I answer. Don't, I don't know because. If he's, it sounds like he's splitting hairs and saying yeah. that's not what she said. If she's saying the jungle took him, and then Panchito saying the jungle came alive and took him, you know, semantically speaking, right? She's not exactly saying what Panchito just said that she said. So I think Dylan is, I don't know, maybe misunderstanding her or really splitting um, what she's saying down to a really fundamental meaning and saying, and that's not what she said. This whole thing reminds me of like, if you have an argument with your significant other, (laughs) 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 that's not what she said. That's exactly what I said. That's not what I said. (laughs) It was how you said it. (laughs) (laughs) It was your tone. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Aaron, what, what do you think? Why is Dylan given this line reading if that, it is what she said? I think you guys are right. He's a jerk. Mm. Wow. What a jerk. What happened to Dylan. you, Dylan? You used to be someone I could trust. Now he's an a-hole. <laughs> you used to be somebody I could trust. I woke up. <laughs> <laughs> that was the part that he uh, left out that he should have said immediately after that that was another question that came up when i was similarly looking up the lines is why is he saying this when that is what she's saying uh, because you know panchito would have no reason to lie to the rest of the team there's there's nothing that calms that's very calming from that translation <laughs> yeah the Seriously. jungle coming alive and taking him. That's 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 a pretty terrifying take from an eyewitness to their man going down. Yeah, and so then Dylan tries to Dylan Dylan tries to uh, turn the turn the narrative 
to one right. that he's been pushing. Mm-hmm. And he says, I was going to ask you about this word. He says, look, those sappers have been following us ever since we left camp. Oh, that's Panchito saying that. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Pon- uh, sorry. Pancho says that to Dylan. Uh, and then Dylan says, they've been in front of us, man. Look, those sappers have been following us ever since. Have been in front of us, man? This woman's just running up to us. This woman's been running up to us. But I was going to ask you, what do you know what a sapper is? Yeah, I looked that up in uh, in the U.S. Army. That would be the army engineer who's supporting the frontline infantry. They're doing things like building bridges or setting mm. demolitions or cutting demolitions. They're doing the grunt work. They're doing this yeah, grunt work to basically prepare the battlefield or to prepare the route for soldiers. But when you're using it in this context, I believe they're colloquially using it to relate back to Vietnam and the Viet Cong commandos who would mm. do a lot of that kind of um, breaching and demo work, um, but also just who are really good soldiers. I would be a really bad sapper, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I would do, I would work for like 10 minutes and then like one <laughs> wander around and start shooting the shit with like another sapper. Such hard work. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Digging trenches. Oh <laughs> yeah. That's the worst. Yeah. Aaron, do you have any sapper background? <laughs> Not me personally, but I will say that, uh, that was like the, yeah, just like you said, that was the Vietnam colloquialism. So every old Vietnam movie, they say yeah. that line, they say that word probably a hundred times. Mm. Sapper. Sapper. Sapper's in the wire. Okay. Yeah. Oh, 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 just just give a little background because I, I had to look it up. Uh, the, the term sapper is derived from the medieval soldiers who dug the trenches, oh. a.k.a. the saps, to better ground the artillery during a siege. Yeah. Deep, deep roots. Yeah, d- literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very nice research. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Um, all right. So to round out this conversation, Dylan says, they've been in front of us, man. Pancho says, uh, I should have wasted her at the camp. Dylan says, this woman's been running us right into him. So they're, again, trying to turn this back on Anna, put mm-hmm. the blame on her, and still keeping up this bad theory that she's somehow involved in uh, these gruesome killings. Yeah. I, I think it's um, some good acting right here between the, the two veteran actors barking at each other. They're not really coming to different terms as much as they're just <laughs> like you're saying they're both kind of pinning the blame on Anna. I think it's showing some good uh fear in the soldiers right here because yeah. right it, when you're when you're caught off guard you don't know the answer. Um it's really easy to resort to anger and confusion and just taking out on the people who are left standing. It is good. This is um one of the more dialogue heavy kind of little dramatic moments we get. Mm-hmm. And uh and yeah, everyone does a really good job. Did you notice around uh second six or seven of this minute that we get another little Tobias Fuque impression, but this time it's Dutch coming out of the trees. <laughs> no, I'm afraid I just blew myself. <laughs> I did not. You said at the six second mark or so. Six or seven. It just kind of emerges. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That was a little bit of an aside, but I was just watching it again and noticed it. <laughs> yeah. You kind of, you kind of had that running, uh, thing that you notice about people emerging from bushes. It becomes yeah. clear that like people have their marks and they're like starting scenes from different positions. I, I, it always tickles me when they start from like behind a leaf and then they come out. <laughs> <laughs> and he is, he is looking down as he do, as he does it. So it's almost as if he's looking for that mark on the ground. Right. He does yeah. it real slow. Yeah. 
The big difference in the script is that in the original script, we don't hear Anna telling Panchito what she saw. We just hear Dylan disagreeing with her. It just says, Anna speaks Spanish. And then Dylan says, oh, that's wrong. And then he also goes into a much longer accusation in the script. Mm. Um, he says, it's obvious what's going on. She lured him out here so they could kill him, mutilate him like the others. This is all part of her act. She's been at it all day without much disagreement from Panchito, without as much arguing. But I like it with more of the back and forth because I think it really sells the <clears throat> character's fear and their confusion. Yeah, absolutely. They also, like we just described this conversation as going line by line, but really all these lines are kind of overlapping one another, mm -hmm. and, um, which makes it kind of hard to, to like transcribe. But um, they do a really good job. I'm always impressed with actors and actresses when they can do that, when they can read their lines, say their lines, to each other with all the right emotion and they're overlapping one another kind of the way you would in a real argument. Mm -hmm. They yeah. do a, a really good job here with it and it's very, very believable. Yeah, I agree. It definitely made it hard to write down exactly what they're yeah. saying. Yeah. And I didn't have the subtitles in front of me. So I was listening to it over and over and again, trying to catch the catch who was saying what. All right. Anything else to add here before we move on to uh, Dutch? Uh, I just like Ponchito's K in the middle of the exchange. K? <laughs> because if you're if you're a fluent Spanish speaker and you hear something like her saying that the jungle, the jungle, then you know right away that she's not trying to hoodwink the team. You know that she is um, trying to tell them exactly what she saw and what we saw for that half second. If if it's our first time watching it, and we're thinking like, was that the jungle? Was that like what was that? Because it was our first sighting of invisible predator, the camouflaged. Right. Right. So he had, he had a good, like, what? Gay? Yeah, like, really? Yeah, gay? Gay? Uh, dis <laughs> disbelieving what, but in Spanish. And we would be asking the same thing if we were uh, understanding what she was saying. Gay? Yeah, you mentioned uh, that you looked that up as kind of a, a, a movie trope. Yeah, TV like, tropes is set as the big what? Gay? What? What? Uh, I, and I could only find a couple and think about a couple. Uh, one is when Leia is told that they're going to blow up Alderaan anyway. And she gives a good, what? What? And another is, is um, one that's memed a lot, which is Vader when his TIE fighter is deflected uh, in the trench run at the end of Star Wars. And he gives mm. a what? What? Before he's sent off flying. Um, and the last one is, hey, another flying around scene. It's Merlin and Top Gun when yes. Maverick tells him what he's about to do. And Merlin says, you're going to do what? <laughs> I'm bringing him in closer, Merlin. You're going to do what? <laughs> just 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 a good little what that yeah and and it'd be interesting to hear i don't know do you have, do you have any good what's from your own experience or uh how about the uh how about the mom in a christmas story when she finds out that uh ralphie ralphie when ralphie says the f word and uh he said what in the car <laughs> <laughs> you know what your son just said no what what i'll tell you what he said Ready? That was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. Aaron, you have any good what's? What? <laughs> what? How about little how about little John when he goes, what? What? <laughs> what? Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's yeah. a good what. That's one of the best what. Got a little space dust here in your honor, John. Oh, space dust. The space of dust. The beers. Space yeah, it's, is a, it's a, a very lofty name. House. Yeah, it's it's fitting for Predator. Yeah. He basically becomes space dust at the end. We're oh, all yeah. space dust. Man. <laughs> man. Man, time is a flat circle. Someone once told me time is a flat circle. 
<laughs> All right, so we're moving on to the second part of the minute. <laughs> oh, when we have some real good Spielberg face, in my opinion. Oh, uh, we yeah. have uh, Dutch holding up his hand to Ponchito and Dylan, like a calming parent saying, Hold it! Hold it! Hold it. Yeah, stop Hold arguing, it. kids. Yeah, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't they take his radio or his weapon? Why didn't she escape? Then Dylan's thinking about it. He looks up, realizes... Hopper, Dutch. What? Zoom in on Dylan. They did the same thing to Jim Hopper. Oh, and then just a, a really good fast zoom in on Dutch. So we see the zoom to Dylan and we see the zoom to Dutch. Yeah. Dutch turns to the camera, looks, and then we see Dylan's face for half a second, and then back to Dutch. And Dutch says, I want Hawkins' body found. Sweet pattern. Double back. 50 meters. Let's go. And then the whole rest of the team, including Billy, Blaine, and Mac! 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 Picking up their weapons and moving out to find Hawkins' body. Hopefully, fingers crossed, they can do this. John, that was very impressive. I, did you audition for this movie? <laughs> <laughs> did I? When I was seven years old, six years old. Yeah, they just said too young. Yeah. <laughs> this is like the, call it, you know, the Spielbergian Mm-hmm. Uh, also kind of brings to mind like Paul Thomas Anderson movies. He does a lot of these like kind of quick zooms on, on faces. Um, yeah. And yeah, you get a couple right in succession here. Dylan, Dylan's Dylan. A little, Dylan, Dylan is a little less dramatic, but then Dutch's it's like quick zoom. Mm-hmm. And we get Arnold's confused face there kind of looking back. Yeah. It's uh, it's really effective. It's good. It, it, it's a really good reminder for us, the audience, because there are so many things that John McTiernan, I feel does at the beginning or in the middle, then comes right back to it um, towards the end, or at least here in the second act. Um, and it's good for us to see the team realizing it. It's, I don't know, it, it's it's always, I feel like, a, uh, I don't know, I, I'm much more of a fan of movies where the characters are learning things and they're yeah. aware of things. They're not just like unawares and caught with their proverbial pants down mm. all the time. Like, oh, what happened? Like, we weren't, we weren't ready. And in, in this case, like the team knows something's going on. They, they know something's afoot. Um, it's not just... Right, some accident or like some, and a lot of them might be thinking this isn't a normal enemy because they are leaving behind all of Hawkins' gear and it didn't, whatever killed Hawkins didn't um, harm Anna. Um, so they're, they're starting to realize something else is going on too, which is a nice, a nice way to do it because I feel like it puts us, the audience, on the same level as the team. The team is like maybe a little bit less aware of what we are with the predator hunting them, but yeah. not that much behind us. Yeah. And so we're to believe here that they all sort of have a realization, at least mm-hmm. at least Dutch does, that, oh shit, uh, Hawkins' body is probably in the same state that Hopper was. Why didn't they take his radio or his weapon? Why didn't she escape? Hopper. What? What? They did the same thing to Jim Hopper. And so right. he wants to go find the rest of that lasagna and <laughs> find the rest of Hagen. R.I.P., <laughs> <laughs> buddy. Uh, uh, yeah, R.I.P. I was going to say, this is a, an all-team minute, right? We get everybody in here. 
This is an all what's left of the team minute. Mm-hmm. Yes, right, right. Which, which I don't think I'm going to be counting anymore. So well, I Hawk think we blood is on on his face. So maybe he's all right. There. I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, Lasagna's on the ground. Yeah. That counts. <laughs> Jeez, that that's kind of this minute. This whole minute is this conversation, a little bit of an epiphany by mm-hmm. the team, um, and that really kind of brings us to a close. I, I know you had some notes here about the. Uh, the score in this section mm-hmm. yeah the, the the score is um it's replaying some strings that we've heard in the past these aren't the same these aren't this isn't a callback to the strings we've heard like when the trip wire is um, rack focused on this is um really a callback to the strings we first heard when we saw the green beret skin bodies with jim hopper hanging up a long time ago like in the late teen yeah. minutes. Just um, that, bodies. Just bodies. <laughs> so th- this this is a, a yeah, it's it's a very I don't know specific musical moment. It's this this tone. I can't do it, but I would you know put these back to back, where the the um, the late teens music moment is is more like discovering something. It's not as suspenseful. Yeah. It's more like kind of Raiders of the Lost Ark discovering something. Yeah. Whereas this is, is, I feel, much more mysterious. Uh, it's darker, but it's that same step up and step down. I really don't have yeah. <laughs> the, the musical uh, language to explain that. But when you hear these things, you know, it. oh, wow, it sounds like the same kind of track, just a little bit darker and more right. serious more, this time. It's more around. horror, right? It's, it, yeah, it's, more it's... horror. More, it brings to mind more of a, a horror sensibility. Yeah. Um, and at the very end of the minute here, we when they start to move, we we jump back into kind of that uh, jungle trek, uh, somewhat subdued. But um, when they start moving, that jungle trek music kind of kicks in. Yeah, it's just more lower, bassier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to rule. <laughs> yeah, I think that brings us to the end of the minute. Did you guys have any other? bits to add about what we see here i really liked how uh we see the team i think as a bit of foreshadowing start to have this moment where they're really unraveled where it's just poncho and uh and dylan arguing and not really anything productive happening uh, but mm-hmm. then arnold pulls them all back in just gives them a plan uh, and something to do so that they're all just sitting around arguing that's i'm glad that they didn't uh just go straight for the uh team completely pulling itself apart at this point in the movie which is something i've seen in especially horror movies where they make a point of showing how like the uh the protagonists are just completely useless because they uh become so bewildered or overwhelmed uh and then they become kind of like fodder whereas uh, i like the fact that this movie tries to maintain that they're still like uh, soldiers that aren't just going to be taken out because they're so useless yeah, mm-hmm. you still get the sense that they're going to work together, right? Even though they're in a stressful situation, one of their team members has been killed. They have this unknowable force that's doing these things to them. And uh, and they're still trying to maintain what semblance of organization and logic that they can, um, just using the training that they've that they've had. And you're right, like if this was a, a slasher flick or something everyone would just panic and run off in different directions and then everyone would just get killed uh systematically (laughs) right Mm -hmm. yeah and of course we're still going to get deaths here but um, (laughs) yeah but 
it's more orderly <laughs> and, and there's an attempt by the team to uh to try to work together well, it certainly makes it more team. satisfying as far as like uh confrontation goes where uh it's not just one side being completely overwhelmed at least you, you see them putting up yeah. a fight and you it gives yeah. you more to root for yeah. you know like anytime I, I see a film like this where you get you get a little more ingenuity a little more cooperation from the group like mm-hmm that gives you more to root for. Like you get invested in that. So uh, they do a good job here. Yeah. I feel like Dylan does a really good job uh, basically joining the team here when he's, it seems to like be at least right here, like a first crack in this contrarianness that he's been (laughs) crack that he's been carrying with him when he's like letting the team know we just, we saw this earlier in the movie. You guys don't remember that scene where he found all the skin bodies and I was like acting really clueless. And now he's right. He's, he's dropping that face up facade like he told dutch in the the camp when you know dutch threw him against the wall and said you set us up is that how we said it um now now (laughs) you set us up up. you set us up it's all bullshit it's all bullshit (laughs) (laughs) uh but but i I really like dylan's uh realization here just just putting him back into that team mode into that soldiering mode tells me it tells me that maybe there's hope for this character uh whether he makes it out or not um that right he's he's gonna end this mission one way or the other on the on the right side um and not on the just the betrayal side straight betrayal side but we don't know i mean dylan doesn't know how right he is when he says they did the same thing to jim Jim hopper they have no idea like if the predator end up skinning Hawkins, which spoiler alert, he maybe did, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> and the, the team, the team never, the team never finds out. But um, Dylan is, uh, yeah, really, really showing some some prophecy here, a, a gift. Yeah, yeah. We, we we'll talk about this in the next couple of minutes as we, uh, I think, have another confrontation with the predator. Uh, but even though Dutch is right looking out for the team and he wants Hawkins' body found, he is making that classic horror movie blunder by saying 50 meters, mm. let's go. He's easy splitting up the team, which if you ever watch a horror movie, that's the first mistake. And it's right. Bad uh, news. It's, right. It's usually bad news bears for those who split up. Stick together. Find the girl that's the most innocent who hasn't had sex or had been drinking. Because <laughs> she's that the one that's going to make it the longest. We thought that was Hawkins. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Damn it. But on the other hand, Hawkins was the final girl. You went first. Or he went <laughs> but on the other hand, Hopper's oh, team all tried to stay together. Didn't work out so good. They basically, it seems like maybe they just can't win. Yeah, they can't can't win this. But maybe they can get right. even. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dylan. 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 <laughs> I may have seen this movie before. What? What? Oh, I I'm not 100% time. sure what's going to happen next. <laughs> I've never seen it. I'm just watching it one minute at a time, one week at a time. <laughs> <laughs> just so, like the fans. That would be an insane way to watch a film. Yeah. So anything else to add for minute 45? I think we nailed it. All right. Well, let's talk recommends for the week. We're talking whatever you're listening to or watching or reading or wearing or uh, applying as topical medication, possibly. <laughs> what? <laughs> we, have a, we have a doctor on the program. <laughs> Wait, I got to talk about my own stuff, though? 
<laughs> what would you be recommending? <laughs> Does it itch? Does it burn? I got the cream, man. I got a rash, man. <laughs> no, my job is to tell so, other people what to apply. I don't do the applying. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's what recommendations are all about, yeah. Aaron. So sure. why don't you start us off? What do you have to recommend this week? What are you applying to me? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I had a uh, kidney stone uh, recently. And unlike the previous kidney stones I had, this one did not evacuate on its own. No. Oh, no. You, they didn't have to surgically open your dick, did they? No. <laughs> Okay, thank God. In fact, that's not really a procedure. So if anyone tells they're going to do that, that's a problem. Surgically opening the dick is not... They don't do that's that? not something that's done. No. There'd be almost no indications for that. that would be Maybe if you had a urethral foreign body uh, that you had no other way of getting out, that would be something you might have to do. Oh, I don't want to think about this. I'd be a terrible doctor. Yeah, you guys, we gotta, we gotta just open the dick. Come on, oh, no. <laughs> hey, wait, no. I'm with your kidney. Open the dick. Open the dick. <laughs> no, no, no. The problem's up here. <laughs> Fine, just open the dick. We have to do. It. <laughs> just don't, don't talk back to me. Who's the doctor here? Are you a doctor? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Aaron, you're, are you like a backseat doctor? Are you telling them like, no, no, like use that scalpel. No, use so that in fact, I'm glad that. you said that. So here's what my recommendation was going to be. Uh, I was given a fantastic cocktail of medications, including uh, one that I specifically requested uh, that made the experience quite <laughs> enjoyable because I have zero memory of it. Whoa! Zero wow. memory. I highly recommend it. You don't was need to remember any of that. Heroin? <laughs> heroin, no, would not do that. Heroin wouldn't wipe your memory. That's true. Oh. So there's a class of medications called benzodiazepines that have an effect very similar to alcohol. Mm-hmm. So much like if you get al- drunk enough on alcohol, uh, you will start to completely forget what's going on. There are medicines that will get you there much faster. Oh. So uh, if I had my choice, maybe getting drunk would have been more fun. But that would have interfered right. with other aspects of the operation. So, if you were going to undergo an operation or procedure, I might recommend requesting a benzodiazepine on board so you do not remember any of it. Because wow. the last thing you want to wow. do is have this horrible memory of the terrible things that happened to you when you're undergoing an operation. I'm your dick. Wait, how do you know you really had it then? <laughs> That's- a good point. <laughs> I did go on eBay and look to see if there were any new kidneys for sale. <laughs> That's my kidney. How would you know? Exactly. Be honest. I, I, mean, I recommend it. It all looks like lasagna. <laughs> Wow, that's a uh, one of the most unique recommends. We've that's had a very so specific recommendation. I just thought you might up want there to with Hans Redflower. Yeah. At first, yeah, the guy said he wasn't going to do it. He said he didn't think it was necessary, and I mm-hmm. said, "No, I don't want to remember any of this." So I can take it right before my sixth period, so I can just <laughs> forget that even happened. <laughs> they were great. Not <laughs> a bad idea. Always. Hmm. All right, Jeff, recommend. What do you have? All right, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to film here. I'm gonna I, I have a broader recommend followed by a more specific, uh, all kind of centered around the same thing. Ooh. My my recommend is Scott Atkins. Scott, oh yeah, Scott Atkins. Scott Atkins, the actor, uh, stuntman, leading man. 
extraordinaire that you can find in a vast array of direct-to-video action films. DTV. DTV. I I love myself an occasional DTV. Um, DTV. Some of them are, <laughs> some of them are real bad, um, but there's just something fun about seeing a movie made where you can tell they took 90% of their budget uh, and spent it on three action sequences and then filled in the rest with like garbage dialogue. Um, however, Scott Atkins movies are, are like a step up. Mm-hmm. I'd say Scott Atkins uh, DTV action flicks are at the uh, upper tier mm-hmm. of, of the DTV world. And um, I, if you enjoy these types of movies, I highly recommend just looking at his filmography and finding some, like the titles themselves are just great. Like he did Hard Target 2, which I think is streaming on Netflix, or at least it was. Mm-hmm. American Assassin, Accident Man, The Debt Collector, No Surrender. These are all great. Ninja 2, um, Ninja Shadow of a Tear. Yes. I love that one. The one that I watched what? recently that I, I actually think is, <laughs> is an actually a good flick. Like it's a good action movie um, with a good story. It's called Avengement. 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 It's his it's his latest uh, movie released this year, and uh, it's, it's actually really good. Huh. It uh, it's he plays a guy who is sort of wrapped up in uh, in his his brother is is an organized is in into organized crime, and he gets kind of wrapped up into his brother's affairs, and he's somewhat of an innocent player in all of this. Mm. Uh, he gets long story short I won't give away the details but he ends up going to jail in a bungled uh, operation mm. and uh, in jail he becomes jail. like a hardened badass whose <laughs> mind gets turned to only one thing which is revenge Avengement. on his brother Avengement, uh <laughs> on his brother and uh, all the other people that wronged him. Is Avengement a word? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was made up for the title of this movie. But it's actually done in kind of a cool structural way. Um, The movie is told in a series of flashbacks, and which sounds kind of tropey, but it's actually done very well. And uh, Scott Atkins is really good in it. He like has an accent the whole time, but he totally like like an English or, or excuse me, it's, I think it's like a, a Scottish accent. Well, he is English. Oh, he yeah. is. Yeah. Oh, well, th- he's a really good actor then, because he always has an American accent in most of his movies. Well, except for Debt Collector, he was going for I don't know Australian maybe. Mm, it's a little ambiguous, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> um, okay, this makes a lot more sense then. <laughs> He basically took the mantle. He took the JCVD mantle without all the charisma. I mean, try, try to count them up between between two thousand one and yep. I, I I can't count them all right here, but if you look at his IMDb actor credits, yeah, he <laughs> makes like five movies a year, yeah. you know, and just pumps these out. And some of them are shit, but some of them are pretty good. By some of them, I'm going to assume that you mean all of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A lot of them are shit. Some of them are worth watching. Avengement. You know what? I, I speak too harshly on him. He's got these supporting roles and actually some pretty darn good movies here. I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. He is like JCVD. Like he's a martial artist. So he's really good in the action sequences, the fight scenes. But uh, no, check out, really, like, check out Avengement. It's actually quite a, uh, I enjoyed it a lot. I I wasn't expecting much, and um, it was super fun, and I thought pretty well done. So that's my recommend. Oh, thanks, Jeff. 
I was just looking at his IMDb in Eliminators. His name is Martin Parker. And in the next year, he makes a movie called Savage Dog. And his name is Martin Tillman. <laughs> so, <laughs> he must look like a Martin to the Dermot producers. Dermot? <laughs> Dermot Mulroney. Dermot Mulroney. Played a character named Kit McDermott. <laughs> Remember, Dylan McDermott was in the practice and Dermot Mulroney was in a movie called Staying Together where he played a character named Kit McDermott. <laughs> oh, oh, that's so good. Everything in the whole world. Okay, I'm going to recommend a, a podcast called Art of the Score in which three Australian composers slash musicians from the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra analyze movie and video game scores. Although they've done, I think, 26 movie episodes and one video game score uh, my favorite so far was the three-parter they did on the original star wars score shocking what what <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they've also analyzed movies like 1989 batman empire strikes back the blade runner movies so um, 1980s blade runner and the 2049 blade runner Some good score right there yeah. vertigo raiders of the lost ark uh, they'll talk about the roots of the different soundtracks, like how are they inspired, uh, what were the temp tracks they used for inspiration, uh, what are the different character themes we hear throughout the movies, and then when do those come back, how are they borrowing from other scores, um, and um, probably my another favorite of mine besides the Star Wars one was the Back to the Future talk, because not only do they talk the score Back to the Future, but it's, direct, it's uh, composed by Alan Silvestri, so they'll talk about Predator for about 15 seconds, which is really exciting to hear the Predator soundtrack played like a little bit on that show. And then they'll make the similarities on that episode between the team theme, the main theme from Predator, the da 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 da, um, and the Back to the Future scene uh, in which the Libyans are chasing down Marty uh, with a rocket launcher. Let's see if you bastards can do 90. In the parking lot of the Twin Pines Mall. They've been out for about two and a half, ep- or that. They've been releasing episodes for about two and a half years, but they've only released about every month an episode. Uh, it's really easy to catch up, but that means that you're waiting then for the next episode. So they, they really know what they're talking about. They're talking music all the time, which inspired me to look at the music and see where we heard it before for this episode. Um, and I would love to hear their take on some of the tracks for Predator. Maybe I'll reach out with a little Facebook message and say, you know, do you have like a, a quick minute to tell me what you think about the Predator score or you know, roots there of the different tracks or any themes or oh, motifs. That'd be so cool. Yeah, check it out. It's called Art of the Score. Art of the Score. Nice. And hey, thanks. Uh, now we talk about where do we find our illustrious co host and guest. Aaron, where can people find you? Arkansas. All right. <laughs> Arkansas. So go to Arkansas and uh, try not to forget the route because you might be. Diozaba Tibipines there. Um, you don't want to know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wandering around in a field. You know what? People don't find me. I find them, okay? Okay. So Aaron will not be found, but he will find you. I will find you. Uh, Jeff, where can people find you? Or are you going to find them too? I will find you. Oh, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting in my house watching Scott Atkins movies. Um you can find me on Twitter. I'm a capital K Carl underscore capital H Hungus 314. My name is Carl H. Expert. I'm on the Twitter. Um, I also want to throw out just to continue on my recommend here that. Um, Stop it. Stop yeah, it. Just, Stop it. Go, go back and, and another great Scott Atkins movie is Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning, which is uh, kind of the 
Yes, that is actually the two <laughs> DTV Universal Soldier okay. sequels they made in the yeah. like, 2011, 2012 are really, really good. Huh. Oh, uh, they're really, both bad. He's good at <laughs> No, they really are. They made a bunch of shitty sequels in the 90s, and then Jean-Claude Van Damme and uh, Dolph Lundgren both came back, back. to make back. to make two yeah, more sequels. The first one is uh, Universal Soldier... Regeneration. Uh, Regeneration. And then the second one is Day of Reckoning, and they're both absolutely worth watching. Yeah, okay. what do you think? Would he be a good Batman? Yes. Oh, he would have been a fantastic Batman. <laughs> I've never seen this guy before in I my think life. So. I think so. Oh, you will. Uh, did you know in Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning, his name was John? And then in Zero Dark Thirty that same year, his name was John. <laughs> did you know that my brother's name is John? <laughs> what? Mickey? Kit McDermott. Dermot Mulroney. Mulroney. <laughs> so if you want to talk Scott Atkins, email the show, PredatorMinute at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to rank your favorite Scott Atkins performances based on the name John, uh, hit up Twitter at Predator Minute. <laughs> the first three in your list will be Avenger. <laughs> and then see it again. See it in Spanish. <laughs> Espanol. Avengement. Okay. Uh, you can also <laughs> continue the conversation on Predator Minute listeners Palapa on Facebook. For Predator Minute, I've been John Zabriskie. And I'm Jeff Glover. And this has been Aaron Zabriskie. That's our guest, Aaron Zabriskie, just to remind you. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. Stick around. Stick around. Stick around. Did the same thing to Jim Hopper. <laughs> I think this whole Predator team should take some of those benzo whatever there are. <laughs> Alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> Selva, la selva se lo llevó. What? No sé, no estoy segura, no sé. She says the jungle. It just came alive and took him. Bullshit! Okay? <laughs>